Tis the night, the night of the grave's delight, and the warlocks are at their play. Ye think that without the wild wind shout, but no, it is they, it is they. Hello and welcome to episode 450 of Under the Call of MS. This is a previews episode. We're going to kind of go a little faster this month. Uh, it's a little Halloween cooks. A lot of these items are coming out around Halloween or it'll be Halloween related. I'm sure because it's just that time of year where the fun stuff comes out. That was a little quote by Arthur Cleveland Cox or Cox from Halloween, a remont. Uh, yeah, I got a little. Let's see, another little haunted little uh, poem, lyric thing. I figured I'd start out each one of these this way, and then we'll get into the preview stuff and just wipe it out a little differently this month, just because I got it. Kind of got to get some episodes out. Because everything's getting piled up. And we're getting way behind. <laughs> uh, the YouTube channel has overtaken the audio podcast. And so the audio's getting way behind. The YouTube video stuff is already piling up. I think I have like five videos that are unmarked that I don't know what they are that I got to re-listen to get them posted up on the site so I can get back to a normal routine of knowing what I'm doing daily on it or what I plan on doing daily but dungeon dining darkness rules the atmosphere at our dungeon restaurant and if gruesome food is what you need then we've got what you want. There's spider moose and bat hors d'oeuvres with a relish made of lizards, weasel snouts and aardvark toes and earlobe minced with gizzards, a bowl of eyes, a plate of lips, a hairy soup is fine, a salad full of beetle wings, makes a dinner date divine. And what about desserts, my friend? Your weight is rather wanting. We've bones enough for soups and stews, for sauces, roasts, and hauntings. So eat up there and chow right down till your bloated belly's fed. And if you cannot pay the bill, we'll simply shrink your head. <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping all these are as fun as that one. So, yeah, that we're going to get right to it. Now you're going to bother putting poses in. We'll just run a half hour segment at a time. See what we can get through. And hopefully we can get through the catalog relatively fast this month. And within like maybe three episodes, hopefully. 
But they have a 16D collectible WWE 018 Hulk, Hulk Hogan vinyl figure from 16 Directions Incorporated, where he's doing his little ear thing, where he winds up his arm, <laughs> puts his hand to his ear. Then there's also the Rock figure. They have Andre the Giant with his big old hand out. And there's a 2020, 2020 one shot by Floating World Graphics, a series of watercolor and ink drawings by award winning illustrator Farrell Del Rimple, done one a day for the year of 2020. Each of the over 366 illustrations was created using all traditional materials with no digital manipulation. Different themes in the book include a robot Todd alphabet, a complete tarot deck, and a variety of fictional and non-fictional characters. Alright, next up we got Three Keys number one. This is by Image Comics. Oh, come on, this ain't going to work out good trying to get through this fast if it's being a bugger and everything's being slow on me and the page isn't loading. That's not going to be good at all. But hopefully it'll pick up after we get through a little bit of this. This is Han Solo artist David Mezzina invites you to explore the mysterious world of three keys. Did the inhabitants of another dimension flee into our reality to save themselves from the terrible wrath of the great old ones? Or to help prepare us for a final devastating invasion? And what if humanity's only chance against these great old ones is an impetuous, mischievous young woman and her sardonic, furry, and surprisingly violent mentor? All questions are asked and answered in this five-part introduction to writer and artist David Mazina's epic apocalyptic universe, featuring 27 full story pages. They have a Five Points Popeye and Oxheart box set by Mezco Toys. It's got looks like Popeye and Bluto and a boxing ring and they're all boxing gloved up. Which Popeye hasn't been around in a while so it's fun to see they're bringing some of those toys back out. And then we have a Guardian number one by Source Point Press. They're getting attacked by a gnat. <laughs> or something keeps buzzing my face. High up in the windy mountains, there is a tomb, and there are rumors about this tomb. Elward is the ancient guardian of the tomb of Libya. When the northern, middle, and southern kingdoms of the Great Sphere plunge into a three pronged war, once again, events are set in motion that will trigger the beginning of the end times. 
and Alward will soon find that the fate of the realm is a heavy weight to bear indeed. Nothing's really grabbing me right now. I gotta get something. Something's gotta pick up here. A spell of trouble trade paperback by Rebellion Comics. And the page froze up again, so. Could be a while if it's going to be like this. I don't like that. But it's not going to be like this much longer. So (laughs) they are getting the cables laid all around the neighborhood for Spectrum. So we'll see what happens. Popular, rich, and great at school. Carrie lives a charmed life. Because unbeknownst to her classmates, she's a witch. Hailing from a long line of witches and warlocks, Carrie has never wanted for anything. That is until her bumbling, non-magical, and anti-magic cousin, Angela, shows up. And worst of all, if Carrie can't turn Angela into a legendary sorceress, she'll lose all her powers. Worlds collide and sparks fly as these cousins have to learn to live together or else. I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of new witchy books this month. They have AXE Eternals, number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. This is the Axe Judgment Day tie-in comic. The third and final story, Critical Axe, one shot. Ajax has come a long way. She's met her maker. Hell, she's made her maker. Now can she or anyone survive her maker? You'll have to read it and see. I have not jumped on any of the Axe stuff. They also have Axe Iron Fist number one, one shot. Of course, by Marvel Comics. And they have Axe Star Fox. Well... Let's see what the Iron Fist has to offer first. After the clash between Lin Li and his brother Lin Feng, Lin Li, the current Iron Fist, protector of the mystical city of Kunlun, must reclaim access to Kunlun, but not before he faces a trial unlike any other. Shao Lo the Undying. Wait. What does Loki have to do with all this? Find out when Iron Fist and Loki face judgment. And then there's the Axe Star Fox number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. Sure, it lets me click on it and it doesn't want to pop up. Eros the Eternal, Star Fox of Titan, the equal of his brother Thanos, matching his achievements every step of the... What? Oh, but you know what they say. Come the hour, come the intergalactic layabout, who'd rather have a drink? 
At least if this is Judgment Day, you won't be around for a hangover tomorrow. Doesn't really give us too much of a concept for that one. And next up, they have Axe X-Men, number one one-shot by Marvel Comic Comics, another Judgment Day Axe Judgment Day tie-in. Like every three comics is going to be a struggle to bring up. It wasn't her. 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 Yet, I am fire and life incarnate. Now and forever. Which part of now and forever is confusing to you? As one world burns, can Jean justify her existence after burning another? <clears throat> Excuse me. Already getting a scratchy throat. That's not a good sign. We haven't even made it through the A's. We have Abolition of Man, number one of four, by Living the Line, which is a company I've never heard of before. What do you get when you take a groundbreaking philosophical essay by C.S. Lewis and feed it into an AI image generator one line at a time? The world's first and only entirely computer-generated comic book, The Abolition of Man, Issue 1, by oil painter... Oh, yeah, I don't need to know that. Uh, alternately hilarious and terrifying, abolition gives a chilling peek into the world of the future, where humans and their most treasured passions have lost all purpose. Uh, it's done, written, and art by Carson Grabau, which I also never heard that name either, so we got company I've never heard of and a writer artist I've never heard of. We have Above the Ground graphic novel. This is by Heavy Metal. And post-apocalyptic adventure brought forth by nuclear annihilation. Layering in reverse racial inequality and the advancements of science and technology only achievable by a civilization that has no suffering, we examine what is, what was, and what could be. They have an Adams Family Wednesday Adams 5-inch final figure. By Ben Susan Deutsch and Associates. And it almost looks like a plushie, but I guess it is a figure. And we have El Dente One Shot by Silver Sprocket. El Dente is a very bad dog. He wants your unconditional love, adoration, and attention. And obviously, he deserves it. Why would you even ask that? It's not like you're so perfect. A hilarious and caustic comic about stubbornly refusing 
to grow and dragging the haters down with you. Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? <laughs> All right, we got Aliens Vasquez, hardcover by Titan Books. Come on, you stubborn. I want to at least get through the A's <laughs> in the first half hour. Uh, I say this was by Titan Books. Uh, a groundbreaking Latinx. L-A-T-I-N-X. Aliens novel by a rising star Latina author. Featuring the fan favorite character PFC Jeanette Vasquez from the hit movie Aliens and the family she is forced to leave behind. Oh, thanks for giving us a story concept in there. Not. I don't think the aliens give a shit what country you're from. <laughs> They're from another world, so they don't. Look at us as a bunch of dumbasses that can't all accept each other as all just being humans. Well, we got to sit there and separate ourselves by race, by country, by town, by village, by everything. The aliens are like, well, all you are to us is a bunch of aliens. So we're just going to eat you and probably impregnate you. <laughs> all your racial problems will soon end. By New York Review Comics. Before Charles Johnson found fame as a novelist and won the National Book Award for Middle Passage in 1991, he was a cartoonist, and a very good one. Taught via mail correspondence course by a comics editor, Lawrence Lerere. Mentored by the New York cartoon... Oh, yeah, okay, so he had people that helped him. Learn his job. That's what happens. Okay, this collection brings together work from across his career, college newspaper gigs, selections from his books, Black Humor, and Half Past Nation Time. His unpublished manuscript, Lumps in the Melting Pot, and Uncollected Pieces. So basically, if you know any of those, then you know what the hell this book's about. But if you don't know any of those things, you don't know what the hell this book is about. <laughs> I hate that when they just say, oh, this person wrote this, 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 and this. That's what this book has, is shorts from all that stuff or whatever. Tell us what the stuff is. What did he draw? What did he write about? Was he political or she or whatever? Or were they humorous or personal or family related or kind of comedy or was it even comedy? <laughs> Alpha Beta is number one. This is resolicited. I kind of think I remember seeing it in the past, but it's by What Not Publishing. It's Rick and Morty meets Tron as top gamers Eddie, Buck, Mason, and Tommy find themselves caught in the middle of a high stakes battle between the U.S. government and a digital terrorist inside the virtual realm of video games. Now they must save the pixelated world of Nimbus to prevent catastrophic consequences in the real world. 
based on the new animated series, Alpha Betas, which I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or what it is on, but it looks like something I'd check out probably over Rick and Morty. Gotta find out what platform it's on. We have American Jesus Revelation number one by Image Comics, the third and final volume of the Millar Gross Antichrist trilogy is finally here and coming soon as a live action horror series from Netflix. The apocalypse is upon us, Satan is in the White House. And the return to Christ is all that stands between humanity and their enslavement in the new world order. Yeah. We have a, Approach number one by Boom Studios. You're doing good for a little while there. And then it jammed up again. That's all right. We're almost done with the first half hour segment, and then I'll try and clean this up a little bit, see if that helps. But approach number one by Boom Studios in this turbulent new horror miniseries. A storm is coming that's bringing more than bad weather. When airport employees Mac and Abigail find themselves snowed in after a blizzard, they witness a terrible plane crash. After pulling a survivor from the wreckage, they realize a terrifying truth. This plane has been missing for 27 years. The nightmare has only just begun, though, as the people trapped in the airport soon find themselves confronted by what this plane actually brought back. For those with a fear of flying, it's not the sky that deserves dread but what lies beyond it <laughs> that's that's finally something fun and different they've been doing a lot of plane related concepts with storylines lately like planes going down in oceans planes crashing in the mountains all these things happen but this could be a fun new look at it some strange monster appearing from a long-lost entity. Next, we got Archie Giants Comics Flash. Archie Giant Comics Flash. Yeah, trade paperback. From Archie Comics, of course. This newest volume of Archie's popular series collects 480... More pages of the best and funniest Archie comic stories. Grab one now because before you know it, they'll be gone in a flash. I need a sip of water here. Or a big old chug of water. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so much better. Let's see if that helps. At all, I was hoping that would have some new Archie story in it, so I shouldn't have even read that one. But oh well, 
It's Archie Comics. They're all fun. So go out and pick it up. Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 334 by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, in a very Cosmo Halloween, Cosmo the Merry Martian, or someone who looks an awful lot like Cosmo, crashes the Lodge Halloween Ball. Fortunately, this year, it's science fiction themed. Cosmo tries to warn the teens of an impending invasion, but will they be able to tell them apart from the costumed aliens at the party? Then, in Here Come the Power Pets, the super teens battle an evil villain called Snowboy, as Snowboy uses his powers to put the super teens in a deep freeze, Archie's beloved dog, Vegas, realizes that he's got to find a way to rescue them. He gathers Vader, Hot Dog, and Carmel, and convinces them to join him. Our new heroes become the Power Pets, but do they have what it, what it to rescue their humans? They ain't supposed to say what it takes to rescue their humans. <laughs> hmm. That one I might have to pick up. And Halloween's my favorite time of year, so I always like to pick up a few of the regular runs that have this little special holiday specials and stuff. And Archie Comics... Usually won't let me down. They usually have a good variety of fun this time of year. But we got Archie's Halloween Spectacular number one by Archie's Archie's Comics. This year's Halloween Spectacular kicks off with a brand new story. In Spirits of Halloween, meet two new characters to the Archie universe. Trick and Treat. This pair of impish magical creatures comes around every Halloween to cause chaos wherever they go. And this year, that just so happens to be Riverdale. How much mischief will they cause, Archie and the gang, while trick-or-treating? Plus a collection of hilarious Halloween tales. Yeah, that one's definitely going in my list, too, because a couple new characters. Always got to get the new character lines. And we got Area 510 Hardcover by Oni Press. And we got enough to do a couple more yet. Rookie Officer Ward has his hands full with an overbearing partner and a scheming burglary burglary suspect. But when Ward's partner is shockingly killed by aliens, Ward and his suspect, the Willie Lucinda, or Wiley Lucinda, make a run for it. Their destination, Oakland Police Headquarters, where they hope to find safe haven. But as Ward and Lucinda have numerous alien encounters along the way, they fear these attacks aren't random and that the aliens are tra- are targeting them. Yeah, I 
I like the alien stuff, but I don't know if I'd... That's more like a bargain it comic for me. We have Argus number one by Source Point Press. Come on, don't freeze up on me now. Okay. Uh, time travel is real. Scientific prodigy Randall Payton has had a breakthrough that allows travel through the time stream, which immediately led to the creation of the Argus, the temporal law enforcement organization that polices the time-space continuum. After an accident renders one of the members of the Argus insane, he begins killing off the others, except they are all versions of Randall Patton from various points in his own life. Who can stop Randall but himself? And if you know me, I hate time travel, and that's one of the reasons why, because it's just going to cause a lot of problems. And everybody can fix it and change it and do things to it. But and we'll end it with Art of Hellwitch vs. Lady Death Wargasm number one by Coffin Comics. It's a collection of imagery created for Hellwitch and Lady Death's epic battle, featuring some of the finest illustrators in the comic book industry today. It's like, that's always wonderful artwork, but we're almost out of time here, so we'll get shut this down and start the next segment right after this. All right, next up, we got Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Volume 2, Number 1 by DC Comics. The team-up series you demanded is back. We had lots of fun with the first 12-issue run, I believe it was 12 issues. So now they're back to do another run. A strange mystery pulls Batman, Robin, the Batman of all nations, Scooby and the gang into a jet-setting race to some of the most haunting places on Earth. Even scarier, the trail leads straight to Raza Ghouls and his League of Assassins. Uh, that's cool. I like Raza Ghoul. So, starting off strong with a fun story, hopefully. I'm looking forward to them. I enjoyed those first ones. So. Next up, we have Batman Gotham Knights Gilded City number one by DC Comics. Greg Capullo and Jonathan Glapion. Oh, it's Greg Capullo and Jonathan Glappy on cover. It's written by Evan Cagle and art by Abel. A mysterious virus has infected Gotham City, turning its victims into rabid, yellow irised mani- maniacs, driven to looting, theft, and burst of anger. Batman and his Gotham Knights struggle to keep his strange virus contained while investigating its origins. But this is not the first time this unusual illness has overtaken the city. Take a trip to Gotham in the mid-1800s and meet the city's first masked vigilante, 
the mysterious hero known only as the runaway, as they too find themselves mirrored in the mystery of this infection. This thrilling and horrific tale, split between modern-day Gotham and the Gotham of 1847, leads directly into the upcoming video game Gotham Knights. Each issue will also offer a code for readers to redeem in the Gotham Knights game for an exclusive item. For issue one, readers will receive a code for an exclusive skin variant for the Bat Cycle. Readers who redeem the codes for all six issues will receive a special seventh item. You assholes. (laughs) That is bullshit. They found a way to beat the loot box. The loot crates. Everybody's pissed about the loot crates and how people are getting all these extra things and shit. People that are playing games aren't going to know shit about the comic books deal that's going on. I don't give two shits about most Batman stories, and now I might have to just because of the freaking video game, because I love the Batman, the first three Batman video games are just excellently done. A lot of fun. Got a little too big. I mean, too open world in the later games. Uh, The first one was fun just because of the whole Arkham Asylum and Focusing on the prison and all that shit. Had the nice little storyline. Then stayed within the three realms. And then they just got bigger and bigger with the worlds. And it's got got to the point where it was just too much of a game. I didn't want to waste like 500 hours just exploring the world. And not really get to a completion of a game or anything it's but now they're pulling this shit and i know i'm gonna end up with the game eventually because of the other ones being so well done damn it now on us just hearing about the bat cycle skin alone i want that (laughs) and that's just wrong you can't start doing that shit with books with comic books now and giving stuff away for video games oh well that's how entertainment world works Uh, we have batman incorporated volume three number one by dc comics from the pages of batman comes an all-new all-exciting adventure for ghost maker and his batman incorporated team The team's trust issues and detective skills are immediately put to the test when someone from Ghostmaker and Batman's recent past is brutally murdered. Is this an isolated event? Sending a message to the two? Or is this the start of something darker and more sinister? Hint, it's sinister and dark! Uh, I'm still reeling from that whole comic book video game thing. Damn it. (laughs) uh, I'm going to be buying six comics. I wouldn't have even 
bought. But now I'm going to need them. But the downfall, too, is I want to know how long the code's good for. I mean, say I decide to wait and I buy the set later on down the road. Do I still get the the stuff from the codes or will it be expired by then? Or if I buy the trade paperback, will I still get all six codes plus get the seventh item? I mean, those options are out there too. So, And if someone uses a code from a book, does it expire that code? I need to know these things. It's very important stuff. Damn it. <laughs> Batman. One bad day, Penguin. Number one. One shot. <laughs> I can't do it right. The Penguin's Criminal Enterprise and the Iceberg Lounge have been stolen from underneath him by his former associate, the Umbrella Man. The Umbrella Man has removed all the rules for crime in Gotham City that the Penguin put in place, and the city is in chaos. The Penguin is a broken man, wasn't he always? And he'll have to travel through the burning streets of Gotham with a gun and a single bullet putting together a new crew to take back what he's built. Will Batman help the devil he knows? Or face the devil he doesn't in the form of the Umbrella Man. I don't know who this Umbrella Man is character is that I can see that going well with the Penguin and his umbrella. I have a little Umbrella War. All right, we got Bueno, Ultimate Dennis and Nasher Comic Collection Hardcover by Farshore. Join Dennis, Minnie, and the Bash Street Kids in this collection for the ages. Celebrate 70 years of Dennis with this collection of favorite comic strips. Packed with over 50 comics full of mischief and mayhem from the weekly comics. This collection is filled with rib-tickling tales for every reader. Tell us what the tales are about, though. Dennis finally reveals the secret of his striped jumper in the epic yarn of awesomeness. (laughs) Interesting, but I know nothing about you, so I don't know what kind of stories you tell. Just oddball comedy, I'm sure. Beethoven, a stand for freedom trade paperback by Humanoids Publishing. Through an important episode in the life of Ludwig van Beethoven, Regis Penet paints the portrait of a humanist genius who refused to submit to the powerful. Tell the French that there is still one man in Austria who is not subject to them and that he does not bear any title. 1806, the great Napoleonic conquests are underway and Austria is now occupied by French troops. 
Ludwig van Beethoven. By now, a towering figure in Austrian culture resides in the palace of Prince Alu van Lichnowski, his friend and patron. Patron. One fateful night, van Lichnowski demands Beethoven play for his guest to show what remains of a prince of Austria. But Beethoven refuses. A striking portrait of the bear of the salons, a genius sure of his talent, indomitable and devoted to freedom. I could go for reading a Beethoven's-esque story. But I'll wait till I catch it in a bargain bin. What's Bell up to? This is one thing, Grim Fairy Tales, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing much for them, considering it's Halloween. This is stuff that's going to come out around Halloween. Uh, Bell Annual Depths of Tartarus by Xenoscope Entertainment. Annabelle Bell DeMarco has been on a mission to not only save her mother's damned soul from a fiery afterlife, but also to clear her conscience for the guilt of putting her there. Now, armed with the knowledge she needs, she must breach the hellish land of tortured souls, called Tartarus, with not only her mother's but her own soul on the line? Will her skills as a beast hunter be enough to defeat Typhoon, who reigns over this realm? You'll have to read it to find out. Okay, we got Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest. Number 308 from Archie Comics. We'll see if they got any new stories, if they ever let me click on it. I can't believe it took a half hour to get through the A's, and it might take a half hour to get through the B's if we keep at this rate. It might not have a shorter run. All right, Betty and Veronica. Yep, brand new story. Scary sleepover. It's spooky season. So Veronica's hosting a special sleepover so she and her friends can binge watch horror movies. Well, yeah, sleepover with horror movies sounds fun, but give us a little little tip or tease about what's going to happen, what's going to go wrong. And we got Beware Witch's Shadow, Fangs for Memories, number one. I think it's supposed to be Fangs for the Memories. Yep, that's what it shows on the cover, and that is by American Mythology. The Beware of the Witch's Shadow stuff's been pretty decent. I like it. The wisecracking witch is back with brand new tales of snarky horror, presented in glorious, gory black and white. 
harkened back to the golden age of horror when unsuspecting visitors find their way to the cabin of horrors. Within the walls of this haunted novel lives a sorceress who spins dark yarns and flays the flesh from bones. Come with us for three tales of terror that will make you shiver and shake and smile with wicked laughter. Beware the witch's shadow, fangs for the memories. Comes with three covers. Uh, They only show us one cover, though, which is uncool because it's not the cover I want. I guess I'll have to look at another company to find out. Beyond Farthest Star Reader Pack by American Mythology Comics. Did you miss out on Edgar Rice Burroughs' Beyond the Farthest Star series? Get all four issues in a special reader's value pack. I don't know if if that was one that caught my eye or not. That's a good way to do it, though. Get all four for like 10 bucks, 15 if you buy it retail. Bill and Ted present Death One-Shot by Opus Comics. I mean, Death is is obviously like the the best or one of the best characters from all the movies. Yeah, it's about time they give him his own book. Getting attacked again. The Duke of Spook. The Doc of Shock. The man with no tan. Please say hello to Death himself, the Grim Reaper. In this special one-shot featuring Bill and Ted's co-star in Bogus Journey. So Death, Beethoven, Death, and the Hell Beast go to a rock concert. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Plus, Death comes for Rufus. Yeah, I want to pick this one up. I love that it's a one-shot. Or it could have been a three-issue. That would have been fun, too. But, yeah. One of my favorite characters. uh, Always gets picked on. Poor Death. It's not his fault. He's just doing his job. All right. We got Black Adam. Justice Society Files, Dr. Fate number one, one shot by DC Comics. Getting ready for all this new Shazam stuff. Not not really grabbing me. The original Shazam movie, yes. But I'm not sure if I'm really jumping into this one. Long ago, Kent Nelson donned an ancient helmet and became Dr. Fate. Defender of order in a universe dominated by chaos. Now he is an impossibly old man, haunted both by memories of a past spent with the now defunct Justice Society and by visions of an apocalyptic future. When a group of children unwittingly unleash an infernal menace on the earth, can Kent 
Kent maintain his humanity while defending those who need him most. The Road to Black Adam concludes. Just not getting pulled in by that whole movie and storyline. There's a Black Gas Wraps covers bag set of six comics by Avatar Press. Then we have Blade Runner, Black Lotus, Leaving L.A. graphic novel. This is by Titan Comics. Set after the events of the Blade Runner, Black Lotus anime series, L a.k.a. Black Lotus, hoped she could leave behind her violent past and find a new life. But is that possible in a world where replicants are still hunted and feared? Collects number one to four of Blade Runner Black Lotus. I've been looking for something Blade Runner-ish to grab onto. And I like that this chick's wielding a samurai sword. <laughs> Might have to check that one out. We have Bloodfire for God and Country One Shot by Blood Moon Comics. The 1993 hero who took the comic book industry by storm is back. Bloodfire was the world's first superhero to get his powers due to the AIDS virus. Now, in the present day, the world has been swept up in a medical pandemic. How has this affected Bloodfire? And what changes have happened in the past 30 years? 30? Yeah, I guess it has been. Jeez, God, I'm getting old. Yeah, I have some Bloodfire comics. haven't read any of them, but... Now that it's coming back, I might have to pull those out and get them listed online. All right, we got Brooding Muse, number one, by Cherry Bomb Comics. Come on. Ruthless Enforcer, the Brooding Muse has vanished. Shattering Peace is a vicious world of killers, in a vicious world of killers, pushing them past the brink into all-out world, (laughs) all-out war. Uh, I might have to take a break after this segment. As a rogue group of killers hunt the muse, three victims band together to cut their puppet strings once and for all. Grit-filled Lovecraftian anthology series debut. Debut. Yeah. Not really. And the cover was looking funky and interesting. They have a Bruce Lee Gallery Air PVC statue by Diamond Select, which I love that one. The way he's doing the flying kick, I... Almost want to get that one to go with my water uh, statue that I got. Christ, I think two, three years ago, maybe. 
if not longer, maybe three, four years ago. Next up is Caffeinated Hearts One Shot. This is also by SourcePoint Press. Follow a beautifully tattooed barista, or barista named Amarella across four vignettes that are blended through this slice-of-life comic book set in a coffee shop with a cyberpunk backdrop. These robust tales will warm your heart like a fresh batch of java poured into your favorite morning mug. Step inside and enjoy. Alright. I have Call of Duty Vanguard. Graphic novel by Activision Publishing. Which the computer just decides to freeze up on again. Alright. Before the events of the Call of Duty of Call of Duty, Vanguard's campaign, Captain Butcher of the SOE was tasked with assembling a team to embark on a top-secret and highly sensitive operation deep in the heart of enemy territory. His search takes him across the globe to find a group of unique operatives who could, from the first special operation task, who could form the first special operation task force, codenamed Vanguard. Join Butcher as he tracks down and recruits the famous members of Task Force One and sets them on their journey towards Berlin. Includes a code for an exclusive in-game weapon charm. They're just, they're going to start pulling this shit. They're doing it. And I haven't even looked at, I don't know, I don't remember if I read out the Assassin's Creed ones and all that. We've had some other Call of Duty books. We've had uh, Gears of War. I don't remember seeing anybody else talking about that. About scamming us with giving us codes. They have a Cat Ninja graphic novel box set of books, number one, two, and three. And they have Cat Ninja graphic novel volume four. Welcome to the Burbs is out. They're by Andrews McNeil Publishing. Everyone's favorite feline superhero is back for even more hilarious adventures set in the Cat Ninjaverse. Catch up with Cat Ninja, Master Hamster, and the rest of the family as they face the suburbs. When Dad buys a new house outside the city, the kids are less than excited about new neighbors, backyard barbecues, and quiet tree-lined streets. And they're not alone. A summer in the suburbs is enough to make Cat Ninja miss the villains of Metro City. Our hero and his family feel like fish out of water when they arrive in Peaceful Valley. But it won't be long before Dad's new neighborhood 
reveals its scaly golden underbelly. <laughs> eh, those look fun. But I can usually come across them every now and then. At Rummage Sales is where I get a lot of those style books. Kids get them, read them, get bored with them right away, and the parents put them for sale at the rum and sale the next, the next sale that they have, and the stuff. A lot of times you find them, and they're still almost good as new. I got Chicken Devil Volume Two, Number One, by Aftershock Comics. The world's first, and perhaps only. Hot Chicken Sandwich Inspired Vigilante is back. And this time he's not flocking around. See Mitchell Moss thrust in the middle of a new gang war. Watch Mitch battle his family as they actively thwart his efforts to keep them safe. And let out an exasperated sigh alongside Mitch as he is forced into teaming up with the Kill Crazy Bad Cop. <laughs> Wish they had a picture for that one. I'm curious what they did. This is awesome. They have Chilling Adventures of Salem. One shot by Archie Comics. And they're not going to let me talk about it because it won't let me click on it. There we go. Salem the Cat has always been known as Sabrina's familiar. But what happens when Sabrina's not around to protect him? Or as is more the case, when he doesn't have to protect her? This special one-shot explores a different side of Salem's life. One in which he acts as an anti-hero enacting vigilante justice on those who hurt others like him. Animals. In a horror story that's equal parts pet cemetery and hereditary. Ah, that's awesome. I can't wait to read that. That will be fun. I like Salem. And we can do one more here. We got Chopping Block number one. By Keen Spot Entertainment. At least I think I can do it. The dilapidated mansion on the hill overlooking the happy little town of Harmony sparks the curiosity of the local goth kids, the suspicion of the town sheriff, and the hunger of entities dark and demonic. But the hockey mask wearing loner who lives there just wants to be left alone to collect spleens Chainsaw sorority girls and make mother proud. Is that too much to ask? Chopping Block is an all new, scarily fun horror series about a neurotic serial killer that's a cross between Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and the Adams Family. This looks fun. I might have to get that, and Keen Spot's done a lot of great things lately. Uh, we're going to end it there, and I'll get back with more stuff. After this,
Okay, we're back and we're in around letter C. So for trying to get this group of uh, previews out faster this time, I don't think it's really going to happen. So <laughs> we'll see what, see if we can get through more than one letter per half hour segment. All right, we got CIH presents Hello Dolly One Shot by Aardvark Vanaheim. This is those weird Cerebrus comics I just can't get into. Although Salvador Dali died in 1989, it's taken more than 30 years for him to clear customs into the infernal realms. Face it, where do we put this guy? Is one of those unsolvable conundrums down under. Anyway, you are there as the legendary surrealist Catalan painter and his ocelot, Babu. Babu is appealing his sentence, by the way, but gets a little taste of his own medicine in his earliest experiences in the afterlife. Freak us out? No, 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 Senor Dali. Freak you out. <laughs> and it's got such fun little play and stuff. I can never get into it when I try and read them. I don't know why I hate it so much. They had the Complete Peanuts trade paperback box set from 1983 to 1986. This is something I'd like to get for doing on the podcast in the pre points. Some of those... More Sunday comic style cartoon books, but God, they got an expensive price on them, so they will not be part of my collection unless I find them at a rummage or something down the road. Next up, this is a great crossover. We have Criminal Macabre, Count Crowley, Halloween crossover from The Pit They Came, number one, one shot by Dark Horse Comics. What could be more dicey than a monster hunter with a self-destructive streak? <laughs> it's not a telemarketer this time. It's someone we know. <laughs> uh, two monster hunters with a self-destructive streak. Plop them both into a weirdly wonderful world of fan conventions as they seek to capture a rampaging creature from deep beneath the earth and the good times will really get rolling. Storied creature catcher Cal McDonald joins forces kind of with novice beast buster Jerry Bartman in this special crossover event from Steve Niles and Dave Dastmelkian. I Anthony from our Saturday podcast <laughs> loves saying his name and I thought I'd easily remember how to say it and once I look at it and read it I think I screwed it up but I think it's Dostmelchian Melchian Dostmelchian I'll have to double check with Anthony again because I don't want to keep saying it and then I get yelled at by the poor guy because I can't say his name right <laughs> But he does excellent work, so that's all that matters. <laughs> they have a crossed family values, deadly beauty bag set of five comics by Avatar Press. They have the crossed plus 100, number one to six, crossed culture bag set 
of comics. They have crossed plus 100 number 13 to 18 crossed wires vague set of comics by Avatar Press. They have the crossed plus 100 number 7 to 12 crossed wires vague set of six comics. Also by Avatar Press. And then we got Creep or Creeped. <laughs> Crypt of Shadows number one. 2022 one shot. I love what we're seeing on the cover here for characters. So looks fun. We have the heroes of the Marvel Universe spend most of their time in the bright sun, flying high above it all. But every once in a while, they venture into the darkness that lurks in the hidden corners of the world. There lurk the creatures, the monsters, the vampires, the ones who prey on innocence and goodness. Join us in some of your favorite heroes for tales of fangs, claws, and silent stalking swamp creatures to celebrate All Hallows' Eve. Yeah, this one looks fun. It's going to be my Marvel Marvel Halloween pick for the year, I think. Cthulhu Zippermouth Plush. I mean, if you like plushies, this is by Quantum Mechanics. You got to have a Cthulhu in your collection. He's a cute little character. Oops, I accidentally clicked on an ongoing. Which I don't even know if I went beyond number one with damage control or not. But And I was interested in it, but thought maybe I'd wait and trade it out because I think it's only going to be like a four issue run all right we got damn them all number one this is by boom studios in this new dark supernatural thriller for fans of we have demons and something is killing the children meet Ellie bloody L Hawthorne a cultist for hire Following the death of Ellie's uncle, an infamous magician and occult detective, the 72 devils of the Ars Goetia are mysteriously freed from their infernal realm. It's now up to Ellie to track down each of these exiled demons and damn them right back to hell by any means necessary. Holy water, conjugation, or just trusty rusty claw hammer legendary the walking dead artist charlie adler teams up with step by bloody step scribe simon spearier to introduce your favorite new occult anti-hero since john Cant- constantine that's what i was thinking the whole time was john constantine as i was reading that which is a wonderful character to follow yeah ever get the chance and never had dark crisis the deadly green number one one shot by dc comics superman and swamp thing uncover the secrets of the great darkness during the original crisis on infinite earths swamp thing encountered and formed a truce with the great darkness but this ancient force has been awakened by pariah and now Its influence is felt across the multiverse. Now the Avatar of the Green must work together with new allies to investigate how far it spread and why it would work with Pariah. 
If they want to stop the great darkness from swallowing the green, they need some extra help. Enter Super Swamp Thing. And that might be my DC pick of the month for October-ish Halloween-y stories, but we'll see. Might have something better. I love the Swamp Thing character. Don't know if I really want to see Superman in there and some other characters, but we'll see. I will more than likely read at least the first one. Oh, it's a one-shot, so I can at least read that, but I have a feeling there's going to be crossovers that are going to go into this storyline. That's what I'm afraid of. And then it's going to be end up being a bigger storyline than planned. Next up, we got Dark Crisis. Worlds Without a Justice League Green Arrow number one one-shot by DC Comics. When Pariah and his... Yeah, see, all these are going to end up being part of a bigger thing, and I don't want to jump into that. I'd rather trade it out or something later on down the road. When Pariah and his forces of the great darkness laid waste to the most powerful superheroes of all time, all hope was lost until now. To power his weapons of war, Pariah has captured each member of the Justice League and trapped them on worlds suited to their every dream and desire. While the planets themselves slowly eat away at their respective inhabitants, when the Justice League went toe-to-toe with Pariah's dark army, Green Arrow was fatally wounded by Doomsday. So how did he wake up on a world tailored to his every desire? And what dark bargain has Black Canary made to will these worlds into existence? Where there's life, there's hope. And with that hope comes a deeper unraveling of the tapestry of the DCU's biggest event of 2022. See, it's just one giant event. So that just pulled me away from that Swamp Thing book. So hopefully they got a better... Better Halloween representation book for me for DC as we go through these. We got Dark Ride number one, which this one I instantly thought of Zombillennium when I seen this, but apparently it must not be like a crossover to that. We got Welcome to the Scariest Place on Earth. Devil Land has been the world's premier horror-themed amusement park for over 50 years, home to the scariest ride ever created, the Devil's Do. But when lifelong fan Owen Seasons begins his first day on the job, he will discover the true horrors happening behind the scenes. The truth about the park's reclusive creator, Arthur Dante, and that the job of his dreams might just be a living nightmare. It's just... It so reminds me of Zombillennium. I hope it's just not a copy book. It's just copying another storyline. Hope it's a little better than that. Now that I read that out and look at it being so close to that, I think I might just wait and maybe trade that one out. Once it gets its to its completion and see how long its run goes for. But I'll have to see what happens. Okay, here's a DC's Halloween one that I think is definitely going to be my 
picked by looking at the cover of this one for Halloween. We got DC's Terrors Through Time, number one one-shot by DC Comics. October is here, and that means it's time for Fables of Fear, time for stories of suspense, and time for tales of time. Join us for a terrifying tour across the ages from some of comics' top talents. Witness zombies menace the JSA in the 1940s. Experience the haunting of the Gotham City sirens in the 1990s. Watch as Swamp Thing goes up against an irradiated monstrosity in the far future. These are just a taste of the time-hopping terrors we have in store for you in our fright-filled Halloween anthology. Yeah, that sounds more fun. That's going to be my Halloween DC pick of the for October, but the only thing that bothers me is that they said time-hopping, so there's going to be time travel, which you have to for these characters to go back to 1940 and stuff, but if you know me, you know how I feel about time travel, so. It can't be done. <laughs> if it's done, it's just going to constantly change, constantly, because someone's going to take it over and change everything everybody else does every time something's done. All right, we got Dead Mall, number one, by Dark Horse Comics. The Penn Mills Galleria is about to be demolished. This reminds me of our local Northridge Mall that's being put on fire by kids that are breaking into it at night and stuff like that. <laughs> It's like, I don't know why they have these old abandoned malls everywhere. Five teens sneak into the mall to take a last look around before it's gone. However, while Penn Mills has been closed for years, the mall is far from abandoned. A night of exploration becomes a shopping spree from hell. The teens must contend with the sprawling, transformative, cosmic horror of Penn Mills. Or be trapped forever within the dead mall. Uh, so you give me anything horror with a mall. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I love love a good horror story in a mall. A good zombie story or something like that. It's like malls and amusement parks with monsters. That's fun. Alright, we got Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number one. This is by Marvel Comics. A revolutionary dark take on Spider-Man begins here. What is reality and what is dream? What is science and what is magic? At the intersection of all this stands the Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Peter Parker goes to Los Angeles and what he finds there are definitely not angels. The demons waiting for Peter are going to test him like never before. One demon in particular, a very famous one, from Marvel and X-Fans in particular, might just eat Spider-Man alive. I can't think of who that would be. Hmm. But it sounds fun. And you give Spider-Man a dark look... And that's what I want to see. It's almost like 
Marvel could start the Marvel Dark Labels, like DC Dark Labels. <laughs> Gotta compete with that. All right, we got Death of Superman, 30th anniversary special, number one, one shot. Let's see. The Life of Superman. Oh. Led by Dan Jurgens and Brett Breeding, the special kicks off with a new Superman story and villain, Doombreaker, followed by a series of short stories revisited from revisiting some of Superman's greatest allies and exclusive pinups done by some of comics' greatest artists, artistic talent, including, oh, excuse me. Let's see, we got, yeah, it's got The Life of Superman, where a young John Kent finds out in school that his dad had died years earlier. Sorry, I got a hiccup attack all of a sudden. As his parents never told him about that fateful day. In the midst of dealing with this emotional news, John and Clark need to team up to fight a new villain connected to Doomsday called Doombreaker. Then there's Standing Guard, or the epic battle between Superman and Doomsday from the Guardian's perspective. Then there's Time, which is the story of how the death of Superman looked from John Henry Iron's perspective. And Above and Beyond, where a powerful story of Ma and Pa Kent watching their son fight Doomsday live on television and going through Clark's photo album with the feeling that their son always prevails. Now this not a huge super fan super fan superman fan anymore, but this is a key issue and stuff so I'll probably get it. And we have a new character being introduced and stuff that's always a good time to jump on something and grab it. So I'll probably get that one. I have a feeling we'll be talking about it in the group anyways, so. All right, we got Demon's Bloodlust, graphic novel by Silver Sprocket. Infernal Incubus Scud enjoys a luxurious life in hell. But when his repeated rule-breaking catches up with him, the only way out of a permanent demotion is an Earthside vampire slain mission with the aid of his sibling bug it should be a fairly straightforward mission unless of course it's not i noticed they're crossing demons and vampires over a lot the past few months i don't know why if i was a vampire i sure as hell wouldn't want to feast on a demon Who knows? Something caused it to happen. All right, we got Destiny New York Halloween Special Number One by Black Mask Black Mask Comics. Which I don't remember hearing that company before. Welcome to a world where magic is a real and accepted part of everyday life. Meet Metal, a teenager attending a prophecy school in New York City to help her deal with her dark future. She has been destined to die. Meanwhile, 
a lovelorn barista visits a fortune teller and receives his own dark prediction. The fan-favorite slice-of-life fantasy series Destiny New York returns with two brand-new feature-length stories in time for the spooky season. They say it's a cross between The Sopranos and Harry Potter. Two things I'm not big on. (laughs) They have a cute Disney Bambi thumper personality pose 3.86 inch figure from Inesco. A little rabbit with his ear pulled back and has the wreath wrapped around his neck. There's a Disney Hocus Pocus Yahtzee game. Hocus Pocus is... Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is... Always makes a big comeback along with Nightmare Before Christmas around the Halloween season. Speaking of which, they have Disney's Nightmare Before Christmas Merry Madness game. Which is actually a game I might have to pick up. It's from USAopoly. So is the uh, Hocus Pocus one. But Shelly doesn't like to play games, but... Oh, she likes to play them, but she doesn't like to have rules and let people win, so, win or lose. So. We just play for fun all the time, but at least that would be a game that she'd actually probably sit down and play with since it's Nightmare Before Christmas. Then we had Disney Traditions Aladdin Abu with Genie Lamp, 4.5-inch figure by Inesco. It's like my sister-in-law hates monkeys, but this is a cute little monkey statue I could get her. <laughs> a monkey rubbing a lamp. Uh, we have Disney Traditions Pooh, carved by heart, 7.4-inch statue by Inesco, which you can get a nice, good, heartfelt Winnie the Pooh character pose before this supposed new horror Winnie the Pooh anthology type series or movie or whatever it is that I heard about is coming out. Some scary poo thing. Scary poo. That's a movie that we gotta have. The attack of the scary poo. (laughs) Uh, Disney Traditions. Snow White Apple Scene 8 inch statue by Inesco. I love when they take a key item from something, cut a slice out of it and put a picture in in the side of it like a diorama style format. That's what they did here with an apple. Cut the apple out and then put the Cinderella scene inside the apple. I like that. And there's a Disney Vampire Stitch zipper mouth plush. Not a plush person, but Shelly needs that for her vampire collection. That's by Quantum Mechanics. It's a cute little vampire all right, we got Divide, number one of two by Kex Publishing. When Salem is separated from his family and imprisoned with countless other Muslims and immigrants, he and his allies develop a plan to return home. But can they escape before the prison's supernatural secret consumes them all? I don't know. You're going to have to read it to find out. It's a monstrous monstrous and heart-rending story about the toll of devised politicking and family separation. And now we got 
Dr. Rigby. Where where dwells ghostly Baron? One shot by Source Point Press. A thrilling hybrid of weird story and stylish 60s spy adventure, shrouded in mystery. Dr. Rigby is an impeccable dressed, impeccably dressed soldier in a secret ancient war of magic, monsters, and cosmic madness. In this one-shot tale, Rigby discovers horrors beyond imagining in a theme park haunted ride turned hellishly real. Gives you that Sherlock Holmesy feel to it. For the fans of Dogman, they have a Dogman, Catman, PX, Cubal, foldable figure by Cubies. These are cute little figures that I, I'm assuming are little cardboard cutout, fold together, put together characters. And then we have Double Walker trade paperback by Dark Horse Press or Dark Horse Comics. Cully and Gemma are watching their carefree childless days come to an end and decide to take one last trip to, to the magical Scottish Highlands before the baby arrives. What was meant to be a romantic trip soon spirals into paranoia and violence as a bizarre string of murders follows them on their journey. Conrad has returned to his horror roots while continuing to write the celebrated Wonder Woman, as well as Midnighter, the time in the mainstream having only driven him further into the surreal and twisted worlds in which he is most at home. So it looks like this was a Comixology original series, and it's being put in print for the first time, as many are. Now that COVID's mellowed out, they're bringing out all the comicsology stuff that people put up during COVID. There's a Dr. Seuss Monopoly board game from USAopoly because we don't have enough Monopoly games out there. <laughs> and we got Drip Drip graphic novel by Viz Media. Whenever Mako Hagiri sees something dirty, whether real or symbolic, she gets a massive nosebleed. <laughs> How can she find a loving partner and commit to a meaningful, intimate relationship if just touching another person makes her bleed out? Her first challenge might be learning to love herself for mature audiences. It's like, stick a wad of something in your nose so you don't bleed all over yourself when you see someone. So that would be the first thing. The cover is kind of goofy. If you see the cover, you know why I'm saying that. All right. They have a Dynamic Forces Trick or Treat Trifecta 2022 by Dynamic Forces. You get three limited edition comics for one low event price of $31.22. That's a low edition, low event price in honor of Halloween 2022. They better be good limited edition comics because they got to be worth at least 12 bucks a piece for that price and then some because you're getting a package deal and not knowing what they are. So they should at least be $30 comics, I would say. But yet, 
they're older comics, so they should be down in price. Yeah. I'm surprised there's only three in this pack. I would have expected to see six comics. But that's what they're doing. Ooh, they got an E.T. feature, 11-inch plush for those plushy fans. You got to have a creepy alien to stick in the middle of the pile of plushies you got in your closet. <laughs> if you ever seen the movie, you'd know that reference. And that is by Mattel. Then we have Eve, Children of the Moon, number one. Oh, we're running out of time here. Can we get this? This is by Boom Studios. The long-awaited return of the best-selling sci-fi adventure is here. Eve seemingly saved the world once already, embarking on a perilous quest to protect what remained of humanity after a deadly virus outbreak. But the story doesn't end there. Eve's sister, Eve, and Wexler face new challenges and darkness from the past in this exciting sequel series. Uh, it's a sequel follow-up, but we're running out of time for this segment. So we're going to end it here, and we'll get back with you tomorrow with some more great previews of some fun things coming out in the near future that you can pick up at your comic book store or online or wherever you like to buy your comics. So be good, take care, and we'll get back to you again tomorrow.